0: What's good, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Amatella T.I. is podcast with your host, yours truly. Josh Shields got a jam packed show here on this Saturday, March the 20th, the year 2021. Be all over March Madness, the good and the bad, and the Ohio State Buckeyes as far as March Madness uh, 2021 NCAA D1 Men's Division Basketball Tournament is concerned. All over that. Give you a couple of tidbits as far as Major League Baseball is concerned. And believe it or not, the NFL finds its way into the news. I'll stay away from the free agency stuff, but go a little bit of a different route. Stay tuned for that later on in the program. But where we begin, and I'll essentially recap day one of the tournament coming up after the break. But after what transpired, transpired excuse me, on uh, Friday it'd be impossible not to leave with this uh today as the as the lone stand alone thing here in my opening monologue <sighs> oral roberts oral <laughs> roberts the oral roberts golden eagles you <laughs> God, to be kidding me! Oral Roberts—that is the team, ladies and gentlemen—that has screwed up about 95 to 99 percent of the March Madness brackets all over America. Oral Roberts, Oral freaking Roberts—they beat the—they beat the two-seeded, two-seeded. Or Roberts is the 15th seed, two seeded Ohio State Buckeyes in overtime on Friday, 75 to 72. Or Roberts, I was ladies, ladies and gentlemen, and I and I actually brought my my physical paper bracket with me. Let me tell, let me go ahead and just tell you how my day was going as far as bracket wise on Friday. Game number one, Florida versus Georgia Tech. Florida won in overtime by the hair of their chinny-chin-chin. Chin. Uh, let's go to uh, Tennessee and Oregon State. huh? Oregon State beat Tennessee pretty handily. We'll get to them. Oklahoma State and Liberty. That was on the back end of Friday, but Oklahoma State came through for your boy. Uh, San Diego State and Syracuse. Uh, late last night, Jim Beheim and the crew got it, and Beheim's uh, kid got it done last night. Syracuse taking care of business against San Diego State, like I predicted. Morehead State, West Virginia, West Virginia came through. Houston, Cleveland State, Houston came through last night. Texas Tech, Utah State, Texas Tech came through. Uh, Arkansas and Colgate, Arkansas. Took care of business. Baylor and Hartford. Baylor came through. Villanova and Winthrop. Villanova came through. Now, granted, I granted after the Oral Roberts Ohio State game, teams let me down: North Carolina, Purdue, uh, Georgia Tech, Clemson. But I'm not as pissed about those about that part of my bracket going awry. What left me fuming, <laughs> what left me fuming with anger on Friday afternoon, was All Roberts and Ohio State. Granted, I had Clemson going to the Elite Eight and they got eliminated. But I wasn't as angry when Clemson got beat by Rutgers yesterday. I had Ohio State going to the Elite Eight, the regional final. In the NCAA tournament. For them to lose. In overtime. To Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts. I can't. I don't even know. Look. I don't even know where Oral Roberts is. Prior to Selection Sunday, I had z- I didn't even know Oral Roberts was a school that existed. I had zero clue of what Oral Roberts was. I, d- I didn't even know the school existed. You give me the name of the school, Oral Roberts. It sounds it sounds. Sells- to be quite candid, it sounds like a, a a college or university for porn stars, Oral Roberts. My, I didn't even know that school existed prior to last Sunday. I, I still don't even know where it is in the United States. I have to look it up somewhere. I don't know where Oral Roberts is. I don't even know what conference they play in. I don't know any of the players on Oral Roberts. This is supposed to be, now I understand Ohio State is a football school. But Jay whiz, you went. They went twenty-one and nine and have the two seed in the South Region, and you lost to All Roberts. Really? I mean, I mean, this Ohio State team ought to be ashamed of themselves. Sixteen combined turnovers. Really? To All Roberts six. You had a negative. 10 turnover differential in the NCAA tournament. Are you kidding me? You combined shot 5 of 23 (laughs) from 3. You got to be kidding me. And 50% from the free throw line. 9 of 18. So in other words, up until that point, about five 530-ish five or an East Coast. Up until that point, my bracket got busted because Ohio State couldn't make free throws and turned over the ball 16 times. This Washington kid went 1 of 3 from the free throw line and Liddell kid went 50% and Washington 3 of 12 from 3. Are you kidding me? And he and Lindell combined, he he and Lindell combined made up 50% of Ohio State's turnovers in the game. So my bracket got busted by a school that I had never heard of prior to Selection Sunday, got busted to that school. Because they turned over the ball like famous Jameis throwing interceptions. And they couldn't (laughs) make free throws. Are you kidding me? This is the NCAA tournament. My goodness gracious. I had you chumps going all the way to the Elite Eight. And this is how you do me and essentially everyone in America that picked in your favor? Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts. (laughs) Are you kidding me? And you had two players who I couldn't pick out of a lineup Combined for 59 of their 75 points. (laughs) You gotta be kidding me! I got my bracket busted. Because Ohio State forgot to show up in the quote-unquote the big dance. Oh Ohio, Ohio State was <laughs> I can't believe Ohio State was favored by 15 points in this game 15 points had to go to overtime they lost by 3 a 2 seed out of the big 10 I don't know what conference Oral Roberts is in. Ohio State's in the Big Ten. Favored by 15 points and lost by three in overtime. In the first round of the tournament. And they had them going all the way to the Elite Eight. They turned over the ball 16 times. Field, free throw percentage was 50%. That's terrible. And the two main starters combined for half of their turnovers. Meanwhile, all Robert's two, two main guys combined for what? How many points? 59 points. You do the math. They scored 75. You do the math. Here. That's 78 percent of their points. This opener kid or this Matt Ombudsman kid scored. 78% came from those two alone of Oral Robertson scoring in, this, in that game yesterday. You were favored by 15 and you lost by three in overtime. Are you kidding me? And you turned over the ball as a team 16 times. You shot 5 of 23 from 3. You were 9 of 18, 50% from the free throw line. And turned over the ball 16 times. And allowed 2 of their guys to combine for 78% of that t- of Or Roberts' scoring yesterday. When literally everyone in America had you winning this game with our brackets. I had you go all the way to your liaison for crying out loud. I should have burned this piece of paper as soon as the game ended. Screwing me over in my $30 pool with my brother and sister. I got Ohio State bricking free throws and, and turned over the ball left and right. I mean, are you kidding me? My God. 16 turnovers. To Oral Robertson 6. A negative 10 turnover differential. In the NCAA Tournament. You are supposed to be Ohio State in the Big Ten. And you get to the tournament and do this? Really? I I, I, I tell you right now. This, this is staying with me forever. I imagine if I actually would have bet this game on the money line. Or, or with the point spread let me oh my god i will forever hate ohio state with this whether i go to college park which is a big 10 school or wherever the hell i end up going in in, in for the 2021 fall semester I, there, I will forever hate ohio state for this this, this, this is unforgivable let alone the fact that, let alone the fact that you know oh my god i will forever ever Hold this against Ohio State. Th- 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 this is unforgivable. Seventy-five, seventy-two, and overtime to Oral Roberts. A school I have, I didn't even know existed prior to last week. What a pathetic performance! And screwed up. Literally, America's bracket outside of the Oral Roberts fans screwed up America's brackets because you couldn't sink free throws, you couldn't throw the ball off a boat into into Lake Michigan from three, and you turned over the ball left and right every single time you turned around. Pathetic. Favored by 15 points, and you lost by three in overtime. You guys stink. Pathetic. First round in the in the NCAA tournament, and you do that with it. Get out of my sight. And, and, and better yet don't 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 come back to the NCAA tournament again until you get your until you get your act together stop turning over the basketball learn how to sink free throws and know how to shoot the ball from beyond the arc and have it go into the basket at minimum 45% of the time 50% of the time uh, 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 until you fix your three-point shooting, your free-throw shooting, and stop turning over the football like Jameis Winston, don't come back to the NCAA tournament. Just do us a huge favor and stay away. Stay away. And you going to the Elite Eight, and this is how you do the rest of America? God. D-d-d-d- stay Away from the tournament until you get your act together, Ohio State. That that's embarrassing. You you play in a basketball con. That is embarrassing. And and, and and it's just straight pathetic, pathetic, pathetic. Take a break. Just getting started. Until tell- I can tell you this podcast. Welcome back to the Amateur Like a T.I.S. podcast. <clears throat> Oral Roberts. I mean, you gotta be kidding me. Oh my god. I le- I was so legitimately pissed off. I I, I was pissed off like a, a solid hour at the end of that. I mean, oh my goodness gracious. And, and you have to understand, my is no longer perfect now because of what happened in the night games. But... The fact that I literally could have made it through the early afternoon and a late afternoon action essentially with a perfect bracket. And the fact that, you know, (laughs) I got my bracket busted by a 15th seed uh, by a school that I had never heard of prior to Selection Sunday. That I I still don't know what... Matter of fact, let's do let's do it right now. Let's do it right now Be, I, because I only I don't even know where Or Roberts is like in the United States. Let's look where is it in Tulsa, Oklahoma. My goodness gracious. Well, if you care, my I mean, let's, let's go through it. You know, I would have had. Um, let's see, Oklahoma, that game was later, I had Florida, Florida, Florida took care of your boy, I mean, I I would have, I would have been, I would have been perfect, I would have been perfect, now, I wasn't going to be perfect for long, because UNC was terrible, and, uh, and Purdue was bad, and Georgia Tech, and Clemson, they, you know, they couldn't deliver the goods, but up until that point in the day, I mean I don't have it time stamped minute by minute, hour by hour, but I would have been perfect up until like four uh up until like five thirty five forty-five ish in the east in the afternoon had not it been for Ohio State, who I will ever who I excuse me, who I will forever hold this against them. Their basketball program will forever hold this against them. They get favored. Uh, suppose they suppose they go like Gonzaga and go undefeated, hang in the next year's tournament, I'm picking against them, and I'm having them lose in the first round on purpose. I swear to god they 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 are in my do- they are in my doghouse so bad you, you 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 don't where's my Bernie Mac clip? you don't understand I mean oh my god they oh I will forever forever hold this against ohio state, oh, hold this against the Ohio state basketball program. I will, I will, oh my goodness gracious. They, again, so in my dog, they are in my doghouse so deep. Bernie Mac, you know what to do. You don't understand. You, you don't understand how, how bad, how much they are in, how bad they are in my, uh, you know what's right now. Anyway, it's not the end there. A team that would have screwed up my bracket had they lost early in the afternoon yesterday. Was uh, Florida Gators going up against the Virginia Tech Hokies, who who took it to overtime? Florida couldn't hit their uh, free throws late, couldn't sink their two free throws late, which would have uh, which would have essentially iced it for them. They missed the two free throws. Uh, Virginia Tech makes a three to tie the game, center in overtime. They outscore Virginia Tech in the overtime period, eleven to six. And uh, beat uh, the 10th seeded Virginia Tech Hokies by the final score of 75-70. to My brother was all, my brother Ian, uh, the uh, the Seahawk uh, fanatic, he was all giddy, you know, when Virginia Tech sink that three, I'm like, Ian, because he's, you know, Virginia Tech is his school, and he's involved in this program, he goes down there, and he visits, and he does this, that, and the other, and if you essentially go through this program that they have, odds are they'll accept you, but... But uh, he was all giddy when they uh, hit that uh, game time three at the end of regulation yesterday. But I'm like Ian, calm down. You're not there yet. Let's just 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 give it a few minutes. But that that was an, that was an exciting and a and a fantastic basketball game. They, uh, exciting and a fantastic basketball game. Uh, so Florida came through for me early afternoon and my bracket would have been busted right then and there had not Florida came through for yours truly. Arkansas and Colgate wasn't a competition. Arkansas beat the living hell out of Colgate 85, 68. Illinois uh, beat the stuffing out of Drexel, uh, one versus the 16. Illinois won 49. Uh, let's see. Texas Tech beat, uh, uh, Utah State, like I previously mentioned, 65, uh, 6553 I went over or Robertson Ohio State Went nuts about them uh last segment uh Baylor beat the stuffing out of Hartford 79-55 I had Georgia Tech you know I wasn't mad about this cuz 9 versus an 8 see you know anything can happen these teams are pretty much level seeding so so that so if uh let's say let's say if Ohio State would have won Let's say if Ohio State would have won, my bracket would have been busted by Georgia Tech, Loyola, Chicago, which wouldn't have pissed me off because, again, because it because you know the nine seed versus the eighth seed, so it wouldn't have it wouldn't have bothered me that much. But uh, but if Ohio State would have came through my bracket, would have gotten busted because I had Georgia Tech, Loyola, Chicago. It ended up uh, beating them by eleven seventy one to 60. Uh, Ohio State and Tennessee, I took, oh, or excuse me, Oregon State and Tennessee. I took Oregon State in that game. Uh, I took Oregon State in that game because, you know, when you try to put these brackets, you try to want to, you try to want to kind of predict the upset and this is one of those upsets that i uh that i had uh, read perfectly oregon state beat you know beat uh tennessee pretty handily uh they play well partly because uh partly because uh they uh, played more games than tennessee tennessee played um in you know, a 18 plus the 18 plus the 9 you go ahead and look at tennessee they played um they played 27 games while uh, Oregon State, while uh, Oregon State played played uh, thir- played thirty games, they had both had the same amount of wins, but Oregon State played more games, which which looked like it it went to uh, Oregon State's benefit as they end up beating Tennessee seventy to fifty six of uh, my boy Chad Ochocinco's uh, alma mater. And then you go to the night games. Oklahoma State took care of business against Liberty sixty nine sixty. I had that one read correctly uh so uh so that little portion of my bracket still remains perfect uh Wisconsin and north carolina uh I had was I had North Carolina winning partly because you know they that uh because I've been doing reading that Wisconsin has had a tendency not to show up. Uh, in the early rounds of the NCAA tournament, and and uh, and Ro- Coach Roy Williams, up until last night, had been perfect in the round of 64, never lost, as uh, Lavar Ball likes to say, and I and of course I wanted to uh, you know uh, agitate our our uh, buddy our pal uh, Colin Russo who. Goes to the University of Wisconsin and is a Wisconsin fan, of course, uh, by default. And uh, his Wisconsin Badgers had a phenomenal night uh, as they took care of business against North Carolina, 85-62. And the halftime score of that game was uh, 40-24. to So it was not a good night for the uh, North Carolina Tar Heels, nor the ACC in general, as a matter of fact. North Carolina, North Carolina lost. Georgia Tech lost. Um, Let's see. Uh, Virginia Tech lost, and uh, Clemson lost. It was not a good night. Uh, for it was not a good night for the ACC. Syracuse came through. Uh, I think Syracuse is in the. Uh, I think Syracuse is in the ACC. I, th- I would think they are. Um, Syracuse came through for them. Uh, are they in the ACC? Yes, they are. So Syracuse, the only ACC team on uh, Friday that shut that bothered to show up. Uh, Clemson, uh, Clemson, uh, and uh, North Carolina, and and Georgia Tech, and Virginia Tech did not bother to show up last night, um, but that's neither here nor there. I had Houston, uh, you know, two seed, twenty five and three. Uh, my brother Ian picked them to go to the national championship in our little March Madness pool. Good for him and good for me because I had Houston beating Cleveland State, too, 87-56 for the final score in that game. Purdue uh, lost to North Texas, which low-key bothered me, uh, 78-69. This kid hammered that on North Texas, 24 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists from him. Uh, and then Clemson lost to uh, Rutgers by 460-56, to uh, which uh, screwed me up big time because I had Clemson going all the way to the Elite Eight probably should change it after uh, what uh, Collins said about Clemson on Wednesday and then in the last game and then the uh, and then Syracuse uh, beat the stuffing out of San Diego State 78 62 so I'm still good there um, so I'm still good as far as the as far as that is concerned um, with uh, Syracuse Villanova beat Winthrop 73 63 and Virginia Tech beat the hell out of Moorhead State, eighty four sixty seven. Those are your scores. As far as the overall day is concerned, it's, you know, sort of the tie a bow on day number one of the NCAA tournament. I enjoyed it, and I loved every single minute of it. I I made sure I got a workout in early so I could, you know, so I could get it out the way, so I could just spend the rest of my day watching Basketball. Um, towards the back end of my run on the treadmill is when uh, Virginia Tech and Florida tipped off, so I watched a good portion of that um, while I uh, while I uh, was on the treadmill. Had it, you know, put it on my iPad uh, when I finished, when I took a shower, and then what? Uh, and then uh, watched it, and then watched the rest of that game on my uh, iPad, and then eventually back on the TV. in- you know, when I in between eating lunch and other sort of stuff is concerned. Had a, I had games, you know, I was watching, I had a game on the TV, had a game on my uh, MacBook Air, had a game on my iPad, and had a game on my phone. So I was all on top of the college basketball yesterday from 12.15 to 12.40 at night, which was when Moorhead State and Virginia Tech uh, concluded, which is why I'm and today is why I'm getting this uh, episode on and out the way early instead of tip instead of later in the day, so I can recap day one while it's still fresh in y'all's minds. So by the time this is uploaded, you know uh, Georgia, Georgetown, and Colorado is just tipping off. So if you you know if you would like, you know you can you know cut uh, the Georgetown Colorado game off. Listen to this, and then by the time this is over, all the rest of the uh Saturday action will be up and going. I miss the fact that um you know i don't I'm not crazy about the fact there's going to be games on a monday uh, you know granted there's not much you know granted is not much to watch on mondays uh, or, you know with no Monday night football after the football season is over, and baseball hasn't started yet. who cares about spring training uh means absolutely nothing but but uh, you know, so i would I prefer the traditional Thursday, Friday, first round, and then second round Saturday, Sunday, and then have the sweet sixteen and the elite eight go that same route, but it is what it is, I think they're just I think they're doing it just for this year, so we'll bite the bullet and just thank God that uh, that we have it 'cause boy have boy, have I boy, did I miss this last year? I mean, I remember talking to you guys and saying how I would. You know how I would watch reruns of old NCAA tournament games just to give it a quote unquote some sort of sense of normalcy uh you know and rewatch old games you know try to like uh, you know try to replicate replicate the moment as best you could, but ain't nothing like watching a real life game you know where you don't know what's gonna happen and you know it's it's not it's not it's not the same than watching old games and reruns on youtube I tell you that. But, um, but I enjoyed it. I was all on top of it. And, you know, and in years past, years past one, the one benefit of having the first round on a Friday and essentially with this year with coronavirus and everything else, you know, in past years, I would have to, you know, I would, I'd stream one, you know, I'd stream one game on my, well, the sophomore year being on my phone, I'd stream the one game and. And uh, you know, and watching on my phone, and then and, and then, junior year, you know, I told you the story how you know we'd have it on in school during the day and everything else. But you know, when I'm not at home, and I only had you know, I only had two screens. Sophomore year, I could get away with the phone, but 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 junior year, it was just the iPad, and that's it. And if there's you know, three three four games going on, I gotta I gotta pick my poison, and essentially, you know. And essentially, uh, watch the one game on my, on my iPad until the day was over, where I could have access to watching the two. But but it was real nice being at home and having the luxury of having you know of having access to watching the games on my computer and then having TVs in the house where I can watch every basket every second every minute of every game all you know at the max four games going on simultaneously at the same time it was good to have that luxury for once because i had not had that luxury with ncaa tournaments in the past um but i'll be all over it on saturday from uh from georgetown to colorado all the way up until let's see what the last game is on saturday from georgetown colorado at 1215 to vcu in oregon at a 10 o'clock at close to 10 o'clock on tnt you know i'll be with it and then and then uh you know go to bed church church on sunday morning and then and then once church is over be right back at it uh for uh for the sunday act for the uh for the sunday acts and and beginning the uh second round but all over it this weekend uh you know all, I'll be all over it uh try to you know watch as much as I can as much as you know and consume as much college basketball as possible I got this bracket pool with my brother and sister that I'm into not to mention I got these 3 4 other brackets that, that I make because I eco you know, because I'm a bracket bracketaholic I can never just do one bracket and stick with it I got to make three four five separate brackets on different I got a bracket on the CBS Sports app I got a three brackets on the ESPN Tournament uh, Challenge app I got one bracket that's uh, that's uh, on the March Madness Live app that I made that I you know made that I also had uh, my paper copy in the $30 pool of my brother and sister so the paper so the paper bracket and the bracket on the March Madness live app that I have uh you know is pre- is is identical I basically, I did that on purpose so so I wouldn't go off and make too many brackets so but I've been into it I've been into it it's been exciting the majority of the games Majority of the games, even going back to Thursday, have been stu- have been stupendous. Uh, the first the first four games, uh, Drake, Wichita State was great. Uh, Norfolk State, Appalachian State was excellent. UCLA and uh, Michigan State was off the charts. Uh, Florida, Virginia Tech was a great game. Uh, let's see, Oral Roberts, Ohio State. I was pissed at the result, but the game was excellent. Uh, Oklahoma State Liberty nine point game wasn't that bad, um, and uh, Rutgers and Clemson came down to four points. Uh, Purdue and North Texas went the overtime. Another good game. So you've had you've had. Uh, you know the games that have been the games the you know the games that have been good have been the close games and games that have gone into and have uh, gone into overtime. So you had some good a couple a few blowouts a few blowouts. Uh, you know, uh, Baylor and Hartford, but you know for the most part you've had you've had some good games you've had one game you let's just count the overtime games Michigan U, Michigan State UCLA winning in overtime as one Florida st- Florida and Virginia Tech that's two games or Robinson Ohio State that's three overtime games uh and then uh, Purdue and North Texas is four so we've only been we've only uh, made it through one day of the first round and two days in total counting the first four and we've already had four games going to overtime which the way i put it is the uh, basketball gods' way of of uh, of uh, payback for not having the tournament last year with this highly competitive and exciting and thrilling uh compelling uh basketball college basketball games that are going in the overtime but i've been all over it i've loved every minute let me get this all, um out of the way, take a break and then get on to some other things. With the Tom Izzo uh, piece, and him and his player getting into a scream at Big more than everyone on social media going, well, he's saying, you know, and belly aching and screaming and, and moaning and groaning about it. Here's what I have to say about it. If the, player, if the player is okay with it, if the player doesn't mind that the coach gets a little handsy, that you know he grab he grabs the shirt he you know he pulls him back when he's trying to talk to him and everything if the player doesn't mind that and if the Michigan State player or the Michigan State recruit knows that and is aware of that going into playing for Coach Izzo then if they have no problem with it then me or you and I the fan should have no issue with it if it's if it's not if the way, if the way Coach Izzo coaches and 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 uh and the and, and and the way he acts bothers you, then don't then it's simple. You don't have to you don't ha you don't have you don't have to play for them. You know, outside of a, outside of a, outside of a few here and there that that may get no other offers besides Michigan State, no one has a, no one's holding a gun up to these guys' heads saying you must play for the Michigan State uh, Spartans and deal with Coach Izzo's uh, shenanigans. They don't have that. You know, odds are, odds are, the school chooses them, and the recruit chooses the school. And, and, and that kid, I forget his name sips off the top of my head, but, but he, but he, he's from the state of Michigan. So he knows, and is, and Izzo's been there a good little while. So he knew what he was getting into. And again, they were both, They you know, it was a screaming match. It wasn't, it wasn't Izzo, you know, you know, getting in his face and he like didn't want a confrontation. They both were, they both were in each other's face, nose to nose at the end of the half. And and is it a bad look when he tries to walk away and Izzo grabs the back of it? It's a bad look. It's a bad look. The optics aren't great. But if he's cool with it, if Izzo's cool with it, if his team's cool with it, if the program's cool with it, and it doesn't go to Bobby Knight range where he's throwing chairs at him and and putting and you know taking his hand and grabbing him by his throat and then starts and it starts crossing that line. Then eh, you got a problem. But if the if the program, you know, as Draymond Green tweeted, that's just Michigan State basketball. It was going to scream, cuss, yell, shout, get up in your face, and. And, you know, he may grab your jersey. He may physically pull you aside if he wants to get your attention. But as long as it doesn't cross that line, I have no issues with it. If the Michigan State player has no issues with it, if the Michigan State alum that has played for Izzo in the past, a la Draymond Green, has no issue with it, then why should I, the fan, me, you, anybody else have an issue with it? You know, some coaches are like that. Some coaches are different. That, would, that wouldn't be my style. So, to, now, I'd, if I was a coach, I'd get up and scream and cuss in your face. But as far as putting your hand, as far as like physically putting your hands on, I, that, that wouldn't be my sort of style. But that's me. I'm, I'm, that's, that's just me and my personal pref- preference. I'm not Coach Izzo. Izzo does it, is Izzo, essentially the university and the uh, and NCAA has no issue with it. That's just the way it is. And again, if you want to play for, Ohio, for yeah, Ohio State, for Michigan State, you know that going in and you know what you're getting into, as does their, as does, I would imagine, the players' parents. So, you know. What, what, what if they have no issue with it, why should you and anyone else have an issue with it? It's part of sports and sports is the heat of the moment. It's competition. It's, it's it ain't personal, you know, you say what you have to do, in a competition, difference of opinion. You say your piece, you know, you, you, you think about it, you let you still let yourself cool off for a minute, you go ahead and apologize. You if you apologize if anyone's feelings was hurt or if any lines was crossed, you apologize and you and you and you uh, and you move on. So I I I do not have an issue with it. Wouldn't be it, it's it's bad optics, and I wouldn't do it if it was me, but that's me. Coach Izzo ain't me, and I'm not Coach Izzo, and I'm not a coach to begin with. But if it was me in that situation, would I do it? Would I grab the bag? No, I'd more charge after him and like run after him and like try to stay my feet. But I wouldn't grab it. That's just me. But if he's got no issue with it, if his, if his team in general has no issue with it, and if the program has no issue with it, and more importantly, if the NCAA finds no issue with it, as long as he isn't crossing that Bobby Knight line, then who the hell are we to have an issue with it? If it works for Coach Izzo, works for Coach Izzo. As Draymond Green said, that's Michigan State Spartan basketball. So take it for what it's worth. We don't have to worry about that anyway because Michigan State lost to UCLA on Thursday in overtime. But it is what it is. Take a break, be right back. It's the Amateur um, Like a T I is podcast. Welcome back to the Amateur Lucky Like T.I. Is podcast. Switching gears on to Major League Baseball because uh, just to get this on out the way because, uh, you know, getting close to opening days, less than two weeks as a matter of fact, about 12, 11 days from uh, from uh, today and uh just to give you know there's no news you know to you know there's no news to break down unless you want to hear about francisco lindor and his opinion on the shifts but um but uh we'll save that for a later date but uh, i just want to give you a little feel for uh you know where your team may stand as far as attendance is concerned in 2021 um you know my orioles are essentially uh opened up the pandora's box for me looking into this but uh but uh, here you go. Um, this is going alphabetical order. It looks Arizona, uh, the Diamondbacks, will they have fans at opening day? It looks like that they will. Um, 25% capacity, it says how much they'll have. That's 12,100 fans at Chase Field come opening day. Atlanta, the Braves, they're undetermined. They have not made an official announcement yet. 11 days out, cutting it close. Um says they like their... Uh, that they're looking to uh, have capacity set soon. The team CEO says they're aiming for 25% uh, capacity. My Orioles—they uh, announced uh, two weeks ago, if I have that uh, if I memory serves you correctly, two weeks ago. This says that the uh, the Orioles came, or excuse me, say Maryland came out and said, um, and Governor Hogan came out and said that they will allow uh, fans at uh, at outdoor sporting events, i.e., the Orioles. Of course, because Ravens don't play for another six months. But Orioles will allow a 25% capacity. That's about 11,000 11, fans at Oriole Park and County Yards. Not like 11,000 fans show up to watch that uh, disgrace of a baseball team show up and play baseball anyway. But I would imagine they'd get a decent amount, especially for opening day. Because opening day, regardless how bad the team is, opening day, the Orioles always sell out. Always, always, always do. They always have. Um, at least in my lifetime, they always have. I'm pretty sure if you even go back to the '70s, that when they were actually good on a year-on-year basis, that they sold, that they uh, that tickets went by, or excuse me, tickets went fast uh, like hotcakes back in the day. This is you know 40, 40 plus years ago, but you get the idea. Um, but uh, but they'll also they'll also probably attract a decent amount of fans, considering that they haven't had. Fans in the ballpark since 2019, and even though the teams probably won't be any better off than they were in 2019, they'll, they'll attract a decent amount of fans because of the fact, because you'll have people that, that'll be like, Well, I'm not going to the game because the team stinks. You'll have that group of people that essentially will go, Yeah, but I haven't been in like two years. You know, you don't win one of those, you don't know what you have until it's gone moments where they, you know, where they kind of reflect and be like, I got a little key miss going to the ballpark, you know, on a, uh, on a summer afternoon or a summer evening going to the game. So you'll have though. You'll have people like that. Me probably being one of them that'll show up at Oriole Park at Camden Yards. Uh, come uh, April the 8th, I think is when the Orioles home opener is they start the season again on the road against the Red Sox. Um, but they're but uh, opening their home opener. Um, for them, won't be until April the eighth against the Red Sox, which is a Thursday. So they'll have fans in attendance at Oriole Park, um, at Park at Oriole Park at Camden Yards this baseball season. Speaking of the Red Sox, they will have fans as well. They will start with a twelve percent capacity. Um, which means that about 4,500 fans will be allowed at Fenway Park uh, this spring and summer. White Sox and Cubs, they will will have fans, uh, 20% capacity per ballpark, uh, 20% at a guaranteed rate, I think is the name of their stadium. That's that's 8,122 uh, at Wrigley Field that's 8274 so Chicago they'll have fans in attendance Cincinnati will have fans in attendance that's also a, like a uh, a, uh, a a city holiday for them as well considering they are the oldest team in Major League Baseball founded all the way back in the 1800s they will have fans at 30% capacity that's uh, over 12 that's 12700 at a great American ball at a great American ballpark, Mass will be required at these places, of course. Um, Cincinnati will have fans. Cleveland, in the state of Ohio, they will have fans. Thirty percent at Progressive Field. That's uh, ten thousand five hundred fans allowed, and th- at that stadium, Rockies, they'll have fans if anyone bothers to show up. At, you know that considering the way they handled the air, the uh, Nolan Arenado situation um 42.6 a very specific number but they will have fans as about 21,363 will uh, show up uh if they want to at course field Tigers is undetermined um Tigers is is undetermined they're allowing game they're allowing fans to show up at their spring training facility in Lakeland Florida but uh they have not said anything specific as far as fans at uh, Comerica, Houston they will allow fans twenty five percent capacity uh you know the you know the state essentially is like you know has declared corona over uh, don't get me started on that, but astros they will play at say twenty five percent uh ten thousand three hundred at minute made uh kansas City they they have not given a specific number yet uh as far as limited capacity, but they have came out and said that they will allow fans. The uh, Dodge the uh, Dodgers and the Angels will allow fan will, uh, will allow fans at their state at uh, at their stadium, so Mike and the OC can go out to uh, can go out to Angel Stadium in Anaheim and go see uh, Mike Trout play uh, and uh, Dylan Bundy pitch. Uh, the Marlins, yeah, they'll have fans at they're seeing 25% capacity. Uh, that's 9,300 fans. Lucky if they pull that, you know, to begin with on a regular basis anyway, COVID or no COVID. Um, the Brewers, they'll have fans at 25% capacity. They requested 35, but the Milwaukee Health Department shut that down. It says 25, no more, no less. That's about 10,500 fans. Milwaukee, Minnesota will likely have fans at a 25% capacity. Yankees will have fans at 20% capacity. That's about 10,800 fans in New York. Uh, 20% for the Mets as well over in Queens. That's 80. That's uh, 8,400 at Citi Field. Uh, the uh, Oakland is undetermined. Uh, their president said 20% is a possible reference point, but nothing concrete yet. Uh, the uh, the Pennsylvania teams, the, uh, pirates and the Phillies, both at 20%, that's 7,800 at PNC, 8,800, uh, at uh, citizens bank giants is undetermined. Uh, Seattle is undetermined. Uh, St. Louis will have fans thirty two percent at fourteen thousand five hundred roughly at Bush Stadium. Raise is undetermined like they like fans show up to the games anyway, but you get the idea. Texas was which is, is is the real uh damning and eye opening and head scratching one. Yes, and they will allow hundred percent capacity. That falls on their idiot governor down there in Texas and uh and the people that run the Texas Rangers organization that essentially uh you know they require masks, but but you know unless the, unless their full forty thousand five hundred and eighteen have been vaccinated, there's really no point in having the masks when uh, you know we're gonna have people on top of each other like it's business as usual. And, and the Rangers stink anyway, so it's not like that they that they'll have a sellout crowd. I mean they 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 would because the, because they ha you know because their first year in their new ballpark they had no fans in it. Unless it, you know, unless it was for uh, the postseason, in which the Rangers were not a part of, but you know, so they might, ha- so they might draw a decent amount, considering that it that it's their first year, it'll be it'll be their first year with paying customers heading into the new stadium, so they might draw a significant amount. But the team stinks, um, but it, you know, for sellout crowd, and you know, it's just stupid. It's just flat out stupid. Greg Abbott, I mean, what the hell are you doing? Um, but uh, it's but it's but this team came out and said that they'll we'll have socially distanced seating for games after opening day, whatever the hell that means. Uh, the Blue Jays undetermined. Looks like that they you know they could play in uh, Buffalo again or in uh, Dunedin their spring training facility. That uh, that ban, I don't think, has been lifted. You know that travel ban from uh, Toronto to United States. I don't think that has been lifted yet. So Toronto, the team's uh, only t- the uh, Major League Baseball's only team that plays outside of the United States, that is yet to uh, that is yet to be addressed with them. And Washington Nationals will have fans five thousand to be exact for their home opener April first against the New York Mets. That's where you stand as far as a Major League Baseball uh, seating. Uh, debacle is concerned. Take a break and get to some news as far as the National Football League is concerned. And no, it is not free agency. Find out right after this. tell like a TIA's is podcast last order business before we say goodbye and leave you uh f- to uh, get your weekend on is uh, the National Football League now I did address this about a few weeks back but it was now made official and confirmed by the National Football League themselves NFL gets their TV deals done with the networks um Essentially, the gist of it, everything's going to be the same. CBS still gets their Sunday afternoon majority AFC and, you know, gets the AFC playoffs and AFC championship game, Super Bowl rotation, and CBS, or excuse me, NBC still still is uh, the Sunday night guys. It'll be interesting to see, though, what they do with the broadcast because they got Tariqo sitting there and Drew Brees announced on today's Show after his announcing of retirement earlier this week that uh he was gonna be joining NBC so and you know, and Al and Chris have won many a sports Grammys together and and it would be a swan song for Al because he lives in Los Angeles, and that's where Super Bowl Fifty Six is, and NBC has Super Bowl Fifty Six, so it would be like a quote-unquote storybook ending to Al's illustrious broadcasting career. But he shows no signs of slowing down, so it may uh, have Mike Tirico, you know, sitting there in a bind for a good little for a good little while. You know, Al's up there in age, but he still wants to continue doing it. Um, you know, and, you know, and I've heard rumors on, in the New York post that he, you know, he could end up leaving and go to, and go to, go back to ABC and do Monday night football there. Who knows? But NBC still is in the Sunday night football uh, ordeal. Fox still gets the NFC Sunday afternoon, Super Bowl rotation, everything else. Um, let's see, uh. They get the streaming platform so that so the networks have the have the uh, right to stream games on their to stream games on their um on their little uh you know, on their little streaming platform so MB so Sunday night football uh would I w I wouldn't imagine they take Sunday night football off the NBC sports app. Uh it'd be dumb if they did, but it, it, but but uh, they now have the rights to stream the Sunday night games and their NBC games on their Peacock streaming service. Uh, CBS, which they've, CBS, their games have been previously streamed on CBS All Access. They rebranded themselves as Paramount Plus at the beginning of the month this month to Paramount Plus, so that won't change. It's just that the name of their service has just changed, but they'll have their games on Paramount Plus. Um and then ESPN Plus again to be interesting because ESPN Plus is a paid subscription. They typically have had that streaming. You know, just put in your little cable provider. You know, log in. You can stream the games on the ESPN app. The Monday Night Football games that'll be interesting to see how they handle that. And uh, and Fox they stream the games on the Fox Sports app. And I guess I got this deal with Tubi. So whatever the hell that is. And uh, I guess they'll put their games on uh, on uh, Tubi as well for streaming. Uh, Sunday night football continues to have that uh, flex uh, deal. Monday night football now has that with their new deal with the NFL. They are they are now they can now flex games after a uh, after week twelve. So so they can now flex games after week twelve, which has been the Biggest gripe that football fans have had, you know, because there's nothing worse than watching a Monday Night Football game between two bad teams. That means absolutely nothing, you know, in the last two months of the season in November and December. And you're watching, you know, uh, two, uh, you you're watching two, five, six win teams, Duke, uh, two, five, five, two, five and or six win teams in the middle of December around the holiday season who, you know, who aren't making the play. Yeah, nothing worse so uh they so they finally get that taken care of they finally get that taken care of um uh they still will have the game streamed on the n f l uh, on the n f l app uh on your you know on your phone and on your ipad so that so that will remain the same um uh let's see uh n f l uh amazon will uh amazon will have the sole rights. Of, uh, we'll have the sole rights of Thursday Night Football, I believe, at the beginning of the 2023 season. So Fox, which spent billions of dollars on Thursday Night Football, learned a lesson at CBS and NBC. Earlier, learned that it's it's just not worth the has, hassle for substandard games. So Amazon. So and this new deal begins in the, in the twenty twenty three season. This current deal still has to has still has to work itself out in the twenty twenty one and twenty two season. So it'll be the same way it has been for the next two years. But in twenty twenty three is when is when uh, it, is when excuse me, is when the deal will uh begin to take place. Third, so Fox's last uh, year of Thursday night football being twenty twenty two. Amazon Prime Video will have the sole rights to it. No NFL network, no you know, by contract they have to you know, if the game is uh is Seahawks and Cardinals, they'd have to put the game on the local uh on the local networks in that in those two markets. But outside of that, for the rest of America, those games will be on solely on Amazon Prime Video, not on the NFL Network and not on any uh, network uh, network station. That begins in the 2023 season and will run for the next uh, 10 years. Uh, let's see here. Um, I already mentioned that ESPN and ABC, they throw ABC in there uh, to get more Monday Night Games on ABC. And ABC will get a super. bowl will get a. Uh, we'll get a Super Bowl. Matter of fact, speaking of Super Bowl, let me give you the Super Bowl years because that's that's uh, been yet to be uh, determined. Twenty twenty two, that's Super Bowl fifty six, deciding the champion of twenty twenty one season. That game will be on NBC, like I previously mentioned. Uh, twenty twenty three, which you'd think would be Fox, but CBS, which has uh, struck it, which has struck gold because they've had. Hello Super Bowls within the last uh, few years, they had Super Bowl 53 and 2018, Super Bowl uh, 55 this past year, and then they'll have Super Bowl 50, and then they'll have Super Bowl 50, 57. On, uh, in 2023 so they have three Super Bowls within like a, a a 4 or 5 year period so they get Super Bowl 57 in 2023 Fox gets Super Bowl 58 in 2024 NBC gets Super Bowl 58 Super Bowl uh, 58, 57 is CBS 50 uh, si- 58 is Fox 59 is NBC in 2025 M- or uh, Super, B- Super Bowl 60 yeah, ABC will make a huge deal and get a huge kick out of it. Kick out of that Super Bowl sixty will be February twenty twenty six. Super Bowl uh, sixty one will be on CBS twenty twenty seven. Sixty two will be on Fox twenty twenty eight. Sixty three will be on NBC 2029. 64, twenty twenty nine. Sixty 64, 2031 on CBS. Uh, sixty. I'm losing count here. So you got sixty, sixty. I'm losing count here. I apologize. Sixty, uh, sixty, uh, two. CBS, sixty, uh, sixty-three. Fox, sixty-four. Uh, no, yeah. I'm getting all discombobulated. Fifty, fifty-seven. CBS, fifty-eight. Fox, fifty-nine. NBC, sixty. ABC 61 uh CBS 62 Fox 63 NBC uh and then ABC gets a gets Super Bowl gets Super Bowl after that in 2030 then it's CBS it's turned 2031 Super Fox gets 20 uh gets 2032 and NBC gets 2033 by that time that deal uh will be up there. So so so, so recap uh ABC gets Super Bowl 50, gets Super Bowl 50 uh gets Super Bowl uh 61. Uh LX at 60 at 61, right? Super Bowl LX I should know this, but uh my apologies. So Super Bowl uh so CBS should get that okay. So let me just let me just go via Wikipedia so it won't confuse the hell out of me. Super Bowl fifty-six, that's twenty twenty-two, that's on NBC. Super Bowl fifty that's Super Bowl fifty seven is Fox. Super Bowl fifty seven is Fox. Now that's what it says on uh uh twenty twenty-three, but according to I'll go to I'll go off of the NFL instead of Wikipedia. CBS will get Super Bowl fifty seven. Uh, S- uh Super Bowl fifty uh Super Bowl fifty eight in twenty twenty-four, that will go to Fox, Super Bowl fifty nine, that'll go to NBC, Super Bowl uh sixty will go to ABC. Super Bowl fifty will go to N will go to A- Well well if I'm doing this right, it said, according to ESPN PR on their Twitter page, they'll get Super Bowl fifty six. Super Bowl, or excuse me, Super Bowl sixty one, but if I'm doing it right, the twenty twenty three, the twenty twenty three, the twenty twenty three. Now, is this the year that the games will be played, or the season? I don't. It's hella confusing. But all you need to know is in the next is it, for the next ten years, CBS, Fox, NBC will get three Super Bowls. ABC gets two 2026 and 2030 according to ESPN PR so you don't get mad at me according to them this is what they have is that they will have Super Bowl 56 Super Bowl 61 and Super Bowl 65 that's the 2026 and 2030 season. They will. uh Oh, okay. So here's the deal with the ESPN Plus. They will stream one game exclusive uh, being in 2022. One game will be exclusively on ESPN Plus, which I, which I don't, which I don't like. It, it's just, just dumb. You know, paying eight for what? Uh, it's just again, money. These greedy bastards with this, with, with these streaming services. Holy Christ. Just put the game on ESPN for Christ's sakes, Jesus. And then in 2023, they'll have they they ESPN in 2023 will have a divisional round playoff game similar to how how NBC does. Um, and then they'll have Monday Night Football uh, flex scheduling after a week twelve and beyond. So I know it's a little confusing, but uh, if you have any confusing, take up with the NFL and. And uh, look it up Evan Longoria if you want to uh, if you want to know the Super Bowl uh, rotations because I was getting confused there myself but uh, the NFL network will be completely out of the NFL deal once uh, this deal uh, takes place in the 2023 season but for now'll be the same but for now'll be the same as it always is um, so you don't have to worry about anything from there the center night or excuse me the NFL Sunday ticket is still yet to is still uh, yet to be determined uh the streaming platforms Peacock Paramount Plus ESPN Plus they are looking to throw they're looking to uh throw their um throw their uh name into the hat um it will be I believe it will be on um it will be on DirecTV up until the 2022 season if i if I, if i have that read correctly so be on DirecTV in 2021 Um, And people have complained, you know, that it's on that one uh, that, you know, that one sole cable provider has the access to it instead of have, you know, instead of, you know, you don't have to worry about changing your whole provider just for the NFL, which I get because, you know, league NBA league pass and MLB extra innings doesn't doesn't have that. It's only NFL. So I understand the frustration. But, you know, but I'd hate it to be, you know, I'd hate it just to be on one sole stream. I'd hate it to be just for on one sole streaming service that you have to pay for it. would be It'd be no different than having it on, on a direct TV because it's a service that you have to pay to get it rather than that having it be available on all you know, streaming platforms. Plus, it'd be difficult because Paramount Plus, that's a Viacom CBS deal and it's going to be games, you know, and you're going to, you're paying, and, you know, and Fox would feel a certain way that you have to pay a CBS product to watch games on their network. It'd be a little weird. Same with, Peacock, which is NBC Universal and everything else, so and ESPN Plus, you know those games aren't on ESPN; they're on Fox and CBS during the afternoon. So, so that my, so that's you know, so that's the that's how the situ- that's how I grasp this current situation. Me personally, I do it the way NBA League Pass does it. And, and I'd do it the way NBA League Pass does, it, and NBA Extra Innings does it. Is essentially have that, essentially have that feature available on all cable providers, Xfinity, all the all the big time ones, Xfinity, uh, Direct Dish, Verizon Files, have it available on that, where you can essentially buy it on your own, set on your own provider and just have the Sunday ticket regardless of what cable provider you have and just do it that way you know and and have it essentially work through the essentially have it work through the Sunday ticket app that's the way they should do it you know NBA League Pass doesn't have a specific deal with a specific streaming provider or a um or a cable or a or a cable company they ju- they have it essentially that where you can pay for it through whatever provider that you have, where you can have it on Xfinity or DirecTV or Files, wherever it is, and you can just watch the the League Pass games on the NBA app. Sunday Ticket has its own app, and all and all they could do is essentially have Sunday Ticket be sole property of the NFLs, where where the NFL can essentially say. Hey, you, instead of paying, instead of you having to pay the company we're streaming it through, you just pay us. You just pay us directly. We'll take your money directly, and we'll and we'll have property of the Sunday Ticket app, and you just watch the Sunday Ticket games on our Sunday Ticket app because I think the Sunday Ticket app belongs to Directv. They just say, hey, no streaming company gets it, and, and we'll and and the fans can just give up, give us the money, you know, cut essentially cut out the cut out the middleman. Don't pay the cable companies or the streaming companies anything and just give it to us directly. We'll take your money from the fans directly, cut out the middleman, and we'll essentially just run the Sunday ticket Sunday ticket app like we run our NFL app. That's what I think. Honestly, that's what I think they should just do. And and from the NFL standpoint, they would just be smarter. So they don't have to worry about paying they don't have to worry about paying the um any streaming company or any cable company anything. And they having to pay them vice versa. They just have it as their own separate entity, and just co- and just collect the and just collect money from the fans. The way the way uh, NBA league pass and MLB extra innings uh, does it. And I think NHL has something. I think it's called center ice or something else. But they, they can just they can just do it that way. You know, so you cut out the middleman. So the fans, so the so the money from the fans goes directly into the hands of the National Football League, and don't have to worry about streaming services or the cable companies. Just cut out the middleman. Just say, hey, Sunday Ticket is our is our uh, is our own property. You don't you know where where you don't have where the having to pay extra for a streaming service or having to change cable companies. You throw it out the window. All you have to do is just download an app on your smart TV and on your de- and on your devices and this, that, and the other, and essentially pay for it like you would a la NFL Red Zone on your cable provider, and you have access to it that way. That's the way they should do it, but I doubt anyone in the National Football League's listening to me. They should, but that's how that's how I do it. I just treat it as my own property. Tell the streaming companies to go kick rocks. You're not making you're not making an extra money on my dime. I'll I'll just have Sunday ticket as 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 the NFL's own instead of having to worry about giving it to a select provider a select streaming service, but. That's way above my pay grade, but that's how that's how I'd look at it, me personally. Just have it as just have it as, as its own, uh, as the NFL's own property instead of uh, instead of having to worry about paying someone else for the rights for them, or they having to pay you for the rights for them to stream your product. I just have it as my own, the way uh, the way uh, League Pass and all the other ones for the other. Uh, for the other uh, professional sports leagues have it that's how I would do it me personally but that's way above uh, my pay grade and that's not what I uh, do for a living now if Roger wants to uh, call me or DM me or pick up the phone and and take my advice, or um, you know, I'm more than willing to uh, give him that idea, and then have him pay me for it, and have him shut me out for it, so I get a little piece of that pie, and get the Sunday ticket for free. So while I'm bouncing around College Park, I can watch Joe Burrow throw five touchdown passes against uh, against uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers at uh, Paul Brown Stadium. But <laughs> but that's uh, but that's not here nor there. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Amatel like it, TIS podcast. If you like what you're hurting you're new to the program, please subscribe. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the J Shield if you shall desire. Follow the show on Instagram at Amatel underscore podcast. And the show on Twitter at Amatel underscore it TIS. It's your boy J Shields. Enjoy this weekend of NCAA Tournament Basketball. Stay safe, stay healthy, get vaccinated. If it is your turn, talk to you Wednesday. Y'all take care.